0: Class is in session, ladies and gentlemen. The 2019 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class has been inducted and it is the year of the woman and the year of the Brits, Stevie Nicks becoming the first woman ever to be inducted twice as a member of Fleetwood Mac and as a member of, uh, well, her solo career, uh, as a member of the, the Stevie Nicks, uh, solo career. Um, so that was a big thing for her and a big thing for her fans, someone who's inspired, uh, certainly women all across the world, but just rock and roll fans in general, like myself, um, so congratulations to her. Janet Jackson also inducted into the rock hall. Um, many congratulations to all of the inductees, including the zombies, Roxy music, uh, Def Leppard. Uh, we talked to Rick Allen, the drummer. Uh, his interview was on this podcast, uh, It's somewhere in the earlier shows. I think it might have been the second or third act. Uh, It's on there anyway. You can find it. But we talked to Rick Allen about being inducted and and how great he felt saying that it was a celebration of anybody who had anything to do with the band. Uh, We talked about Radiohead. We mentioned them too. Uh, It's Dave Kinch and Rock of Nations coming at you from uh, the busy, busy... Downtown Philadelphia studios, where we hear uh, the city of life around us, and uh, you know, uh, maybe that's noise pollution, but rock and roll ain't noise pollution, and you know that as well. So we always like to uh, be where all of the people are, and where the center of everything is happening. And at least in the on the East Coast, we're in one of those spots in the great downtown of Philadelphia. Uh, rock of Nations with Dave Kinchen, always great to have you with us. Follow us on Twitter at Twitter Dave Kinchen USA. So uh, do two things. Things really on this show, this podcast, we're looking at uh, the rock and roll induction, inductees, uh, and uh, also um, the top ten session musicians uh, and sidemen in music. A side man, a side person, an artist who is an additional member of a live band or um, more perhaps how that term is understood in terms of live concerts. And then um, really more session musicians, the people in the studio who play on some of the biggest songs you've heard, but you probably never knew it was them. We've got a great list. This right here. Hang on. Look, this is draft one. This is draft two. You know, let your let your ears be your guide here the scribbles are in here because we really had to I mean this is this is our list you know everybody has their own we're celebrating the many of the unsung though these are the the legendary contributors of uh you know songs you know you you have a song hey i need a bass player you call this person up hey i need a guitar player you call that person up you know well we are celebrating them some of the names you know uh some of them you don't but you will by the time we're done with this podcast and um so many great great contributions as well there that we want to share with you so uh, it's rock of nations with dave Kinchin hope that you're having a wonderful start to the weekend we are just getting started Well, this rock and roll induction ceremony, at least from the footage I saw on uh, Twitter and social media, the actual broadcast will take place um, a little bit later in the spring uh, on HBO, but you get a glimpse of it with uh, a live stream of the red carpet from um, a Cleveland newspaper, I believe I was that's what I was watching, and also uh, you had uh, just everything on social media, Twitter and uh, people who were there in the audience, um, actually a friend of mine uh, nearly gave me a heart attack, he showed me uh, pictures of, of tickets to the, the, um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony in New York and said, hey, uh, Dave, are you here? I know you're here somewhere. And first of all, I said, you know, I've never been to one of those. I'd love to. If they are there, I am a bit jealous. Uh, but it was he actually said, no, I'm not there. It's a friend of mine, a friend who sent him pictures of their tickets. So that's pretty cool. But a lot of the people who were there in attendance as record people or music fans, whatever, um, they were uh, you know, industry people, promoters. They had um, uh, cell phone video and things like that that emerged on social media so you could catch some of the performances. And uh, somewhat raw audio quality, Uh, but you had uh, Harry Styles uh, teaming up with Stevie Nicks to do uh, "Stop Dragging My Heart Around." Harry Styles uh, filling in for Tom Petty, which I don't know about that choice. I I wonder if there are other people. I think they—that's why I say it kind of feels a little bit like the Grammys when they put a newer artist with a legendary artist. I'm not really a fan of that kind of thing. It's fine if you have younger well-known people who are part of the induction process maybe giving a speech but i mean there's other people who who could have done that performance i i, I would think i mean you know other people around you know that era i mean maybe not lindsey buckingham uh, with everything that's going on between him and fleetwood mac but i have to think that there's other names uh, of course if you're going to put pressure on me uh you know to come up with names off the top of my head i don't know that i could do that just yet but there, there would have to be some people who could do that who are maybe not brand new but just a little bit and, and maybe not as legendary but maybe somewhat contemporary I guess maybe John Mayer I don't know although I think we get a little too much of him but that's just my opinion uh, and, and in music you can have opinions that's what makes music great and and that's what makes us set up for great debates uh, here as we come at you from uh, our market street market street studios in Philadelphia so um you know, again, a big night for Stevie Next, Janet Jackson inducted uh, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She gave uh, some shout-outs to her uh, producers, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, who really worked on a lot of her early stuff. Uh, Janet, who's a hero in the crossover um, world, of, of course, uh, you know, uh, I guess pop, you know, she was kind of the princess of pop, and then moving into some rock and roll, influences the song Black Cat, many others, Rhythm Nation, 1814, you know, um, a very, I mean, a, such a historic record, Control as well, I mean, she, you know, she gave a shout out to Paula Abdul for her uh, work uh, as a choreographer and, uh, and a lot of her early videos, so that was a pretty cool thing uh, to read about, and I haven't seen that part, we will all see it again together when it airs uh, a little bit later in the spring, But um, Janet Jackson on even though there's a bit of a cloud of controversy uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said they're going to keep Michael Jackson in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, despite the Leaving Neverland documentary which chronicles the the disturbing cases of abuse against, allegations against Michael Jackson and that documentary produced by HBO, HBO or aired by HBO really upsetting the Jackson family and of course uh, the um, HBO will be airing the Rock and Roll uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony. So, you know, I'm not sure that the Jackson family is the happiest with uh, HBO right now. But still, it was a, a good night for Janet Jackson. She uh, ended her speech by challenging the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to induct more women, which would certainly be a great thing. She said to induct more women in 2020. So, and there's so many women who who would certainly more than qualify to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There, um, Roxy Music, Brian Ferry. Actually, the uh, Reunited, reunited. From what I read, and they uh, had a great performance uh, as well. Some of the guys from Simple Minds had worked with them in the past too. And uh, let me check out one more thing here. The Zombies, of course, Def Leppard. We talked with Rick Allen about how great it was to be a part of the 2019 class. He said it's a celebration of anybody who ever had anything to do with the band, and of course Radiohead as well. Radiohead, I had mixed feelings about. No one can deny their younger. I mean, they are the Pink Floyd of this generation and really even the last generation, so you have to give them credit, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, I mean the, the album OK Computer was pretty good, I like the song Creep, but you do have to honor their influences because they've they've inspired a whole wave of bands to kind of continue on with, with kind of a progressive rock, even elements of modern day psychedelic in there, I guess you can call it that. Um, so they, they they do belong. I mean, they do blend. They belong. They're a newer band, but they do belong in there as well. Uh, Don Henley performing with Stevie Nicks on uh, the song Leather and Lace. Um, I've always liked, liked uh, those uh, those two artists in their own uh, way, and then when they come together, it's great too. Harry Styles, of course, Stop Dragging My Heart Around uh, performed. Uh, he stood in for the late Tom Petty. Uh, we already mentioned that there. So uh, I think this is an overall good and healthy class of rock and roll people, um, even people more on the pop side like Janet Jackson it still works because of the crossover, it's not as far-fetched as say some rap people or you know some people who you know like Madonna who was there's, well yeah there's some crossover with her too but it, A little more with Janet Jackson, you know. I I just, I think they need to narrow it a little bit more. I mean, it is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, so we need more rock and roll in it. And when you have a lot of legendary bands that have taken forever to get in there and and have it, or, or they're not in there yet, I do think that is an issue. So we'll see what happens with that and how that works down the road uh it's a busy weekend edition of the show uh and it's always great to uh talk about not only the rock and roll hall of fame but where things will go next year uh you can you can who knows like i said i would love to see a narrowing maybe that's my prediction a little bit more rock and roll but uh who knows we'll see what happens then but uh, all in all looking forward to the official broadcast on hbo It is a celebration of the Session Musician on Rock of Nations with Dave Kinch, and these are, in many cases, the unsung heroes, the people who you hear on some of the best and classic and biggest, most influential albums of all time, but they were not members of the band, per se. Like, you know, if the artist is, you know, say the Rolling Stones, they were not in the Rolling Stones, but they played with the Rolling Stones, or they played with uh, a band uh, like that, you know, that kind of idea, or they're a sideman on stage, again, not part of the main act, but they are part of the band, part of the entity, uh, it, it is a, as a supporting, as an auxiliary, as, as a, a better way of saying it, an additional member in a company uh, a, I can never say that word, accompanying member of that group. So um, we'll start with number 10, Josh Fries. Younger guy uh, compared to all the others on this list. Played with Nine Inch Nails, played with the Vandals, played with the later version of Guns N' Roses. I think he's even on the Chinese Democracy album, which was done way, way ahead of time in the 90s, but didn't come out until the 2000s. The one album that took forever to record and release. Um, Also 311, 311, he played with them and he played with Devo as well. Who knew the the Whippet guys were still around? They all are still around and have played many shows in recent years and he's been a member of that later incarnation of that band. So Josh Freeze at number 10. Number nine, uh, I have to say, Dominic Miller, uh, who's played with Sting since 1991, co-wrote the hit, Shape of My Heart. Um, I remember a video um, of Sting and Dominic practicing. I think it might've been at Sting's house. And this was like on VH1 in the early or mid nineties. And the funny thing about this was, you know, you saw these professionals, including Sting, a legend, and how many times they messed up and had to start over again. They were both playing acoustic guitars. I think Dominic had a the Spanish style acoustic guitar Um, there's a name for that I forget the name of that particular acoustic it's not Spanish guitar but it's that kind you get the idea Uh, and he played they they, they were practicing over and over and I thought wow you know if gifted musicians like that can mess up that many times while practicing it can happen to any one of us you know schmucks who try to learn a song on the radio at least that was me learning music on the radio back in the day he played uh, Dominic Miller also played with uh, Paul Young and Phil Phil Collins uh, as well and the Pretenders uh, by the way too so giving a we got to get him on there He's, he's Always been one of my favorites. Number eight, Dick Wagner, a Michigan legend. We love him in the the Mitten State uh, or the Wolverine State or me. I like to say the Spartan State. Dick Wagner, a member of Alice Cooper's early band, played on "Welcome to My Nightmare." Co-wrote many of the songs there. Um, also, someone who played with uh, Kiss and Aerosmith. Really, as a ghost session musician, um, he does some of the guitar on uh, on "Beth." It was written uh, way back somewhere, and uh, you know he played on some of the more any time a band did anything more theatrical like the kiss destroyer album he's on that and uh, he played on some aerosmith parts it was widely speculated because uh the band you know those those guys were so loaded up on drugs they couldn't play their instruments at times so they brought in extra guys like dick wagner to play uh so he played on that so we got to have dick wagner he passed away some time ago so rest his soul passed away i think in 20 i think it was 2014 where he passed away um so we got to give him credit uh, at number eight on our top 10 list of session musicians um Number seven, I have Tony Levin. Tony Levin, you know him from King Crimson. If you're a Peter Gabriel fan like me, you know him from the album uh, So. You know him from, uh, you know, Peter Gabriel's tours, including uh, some more uh, recent stuff. I'd say, when I say recent, I say within the last 10 years, I think. Um, uh, Also, he played, he's on 500 albums, it's reported, uh, played with Cher, uh, played with John Lennon. He played on John Lennon's last album, uh, which I think was around 79 as well, uh, played with, with Seal also. So you now Tony Levin's one of those guys, he doesn't just play a four-string bass, he plays a five-string, he plays these exotic basses, and he has these things on his fingers. I don't really know what they're called, they're they're like, they're almost like slide, the things you would play for slide guitar, but he, he does like a tapping thing with it. I, I'll have to get the proper musical term, but he's a gifted, gifted musician, obviously from the very progressive group we mentioned king crimson as well uh so he's at number seven uh number six leland scar uh, you know if you know if you're a phil collins fan you know him from almost every song on no jacket required he's in the video for studio um he's he's still in uh, he's been playing with phil collins on practically every one of his tours for the last uh oh, 30 years at least i think you know 35 years or so um he uh, he's also on the album, but seriously um he has the dog um urinating on him in the video something happened on the way to heaven <laughs> if you' if you've ever seen that video, we should probably tweet that out or something or at least link to that so you know what i mean um but uh always had a beard the beard's gotten a bit whiter as he's gotten older you know as uh, as happens with us all but uh Leland Sklar also um he he's also played, a, I believe with a, it's written, yes, Jackson Brown, played with Jackson Brown as well, uh, played with Aaron Neville. So he's on everything. He's a prolific player as well. A bit politically outspoken as well um, on this last tour. His bass guitar had the words resist on it, which... Was a kind of the 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 rallying cry uh, for those opposed to the the politics of Donald Trump. So a bit political, which you know musicians can be sometimes. uh, But no one doubting his iconic work. Um, Another a a very similar uh, Leland's a bass player. Another uh, musician who's played with almost the same some of the same key people you got to have Nathan East on this list. Nathan East is one of the most prolific bass players, session guys, and sidemen in music. We've got him at number five with Phil Collins, obviously with Eric Clapton. He's played with Eric Clapton numerous, numerous times. Barry White as well um, during the... um, there was a performance, a big performance that Phil Collins did a few years back. I think it might have been the U.S. Open, uh, and and Nathan East played with Phil Collins there. This is uh, 2016, I believe, somewhere around 2016. Uh, so that's uh, Nathan East at number five. Uh, number four, Kenny Aronoff. You want to talk about pro- prolific. You know, his website uh, says 60 Uh, Grammy-nominated songs he played on, and he's on uh, at least uh, 300 musical projects or 300 songs. That's according to his website. Kenny Arnoff, uh, a world-famous drummer, played with John Cougar Mellencamp, later John Mellencamp from like uh, the the early 80s all the way up to 96. So you know him on, you know, uh, uh, Jack and Diane, you know him on... um, you know pink houses and all these great classic heartland rock songs he's also a public speaker he wrote a book uh called sex drums and rock and roll talking about his life and music and he's somebody who the guy is apparently a fitness buff you look at the old pictures he always had kind of that receding hairline and was really skinny kind of a, a somewhat scrawny guy now the guy looks like he can bench oh i don't know what 200 something or whatever whatever would be a lot for benching he the guy is is you know completely ripped so he's taken on fitness apparently as a, a part of a thing as well in addition to drumming and and uh, music and i think he, he's a producer we know that for sure and i think he's done some business uh stuff too he has some business investments uh somewhere so kenny arnuff at uh uh number four so so far we've got uh josh Fries at number 10 we've got number nine dominic miller number eight dick wagner number seven tony levin uh number six, Leland Sklar, number five, Nathan East, Uh, and then number four, of course, Kenny Arnuff we talked about. Number three, we're going way back now, way, way back. Earl Palmer, uh, a jazz, big band kind of style drummer, played with Fats Domino. Uh, He's in uh, one of many of Little Richard's uh, performance videos from way back in the day, the 60s. I mean, he passed away some time ago, um, you know, I think more than, uh, 15 years ago or so but um uh, earl palmer known as just uh the a drummer's drummer uh played with sinatra for crying out loud i mean you know old blue eyes and of course dick dale who we just lost uh a few days ago he played with dick dale uh also um So Earl Palmer at number three. Number two, now we're getting into more of the contemporary guys here uh, and and gals, as you'll see in a bit. Steve Lukather, Luke, they call him uh, the sole brother of Eddie Van Halen. uh, Somebody once said, I think it might have been Eddie Van Halen, you know Steve Lukather from Toto. uh, You know him from, of course, Africa and and some of the big songs that they they had. He's played with Ringo Starr in Ringo's big band, Miss Aretha Franklin, who we lost last year, tragically, uh, Alice Cooper. But obviously, and I say this not to bury the lead, but the best for last, he's on the greatest album of all all time. He's on Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, Steve Lukather is on there uh, kind of playing the rhythm guitar. Really, Toto is the house band. A lot of people don't realize that the band Toto, um, they're known as session musicians. They have their own stuff that they've done, but they've played on on artists uh, on, on many records as individual members and then Toto was kind of the house band meaning it's another musical term meaning kind of the key band or session band in this case on Thriller uh so you hear Steve Lukather on Beat It along with Eddie Van Halen of course with that solo uh that guitar solo and that was one of our great top 10 collaborations uh, that was the last count then we did Michael Jackson and Eddie Van Halen with Beat It so number 1 we're going way back as well but somebody who was on you know the, the the songs that inspired the great songs and artists that we mentioned. Carol Kay, a guitarist, also a, a well known bass player, known for that precision bass, the P bass they call it, you know, that four string um, you know, magic that she works with her fingers. Uh she's played with uh or worked with Phil Spector, one of the biggest producers of all time. Uh some weird stuff kinda happening in his life at one point, but uh, you know, uh, no, originally, I think Phil Spector got her started. Uh, she played with the Beach Boys, you know, um, Good Vibrations. Uh, you know, she played with, um, uh, if I can read my writing here, of course, Ike and Tina Turner, played with Ike and Tina Turner, uh, and of course, Babs, Barbara Streisand, uh, The Way We Were, that's her baseline line there. Um, according to several reports and interviews where she talks about it. So, Carol Kay at number one, gotta have her on that list. We'll go through it one more time. Uh, you know, I tend to talk fast when I'm talking about what I love, so I don't think we made any mistakes, but if so, we're gonna clear it up right now. Uh, number 10, Josh Fries, of uh, course played with Nine Inch Nails, The Vandals, Guns and Roses, 311, and Devo. Number nine, uh, Dominic Miller, Sting since 1991, The Pretenders, Paul Young, Phil Collins. Uh, 19, uh, number eight is uh, Dick Wagner, Alice Cooper. Uh, uh, kiss and aerosmith as well um there and hang on, we're gonna do that again. Number ten, Josh Fries. Number nine, uh, Dominic Miller. Number eight, okay, Dick Wagner. Wagner. Number seven, uh, Tony Levin. This is the, this is where you have all the scribbles. So uh, number seven, Tony Levin. Of course, King Crimson share five hundred uh, albums. Uh, John Lennon, John Lennon's last album he played with, uh, are on uh, Stevie Nicks as well, and, and of course Peter Gabriel. Uh, so Tony Levin at number seven. Number six, Leland Scar, Phil Collins, uh, Aaron Neville. And uh, Jackson Brown Uh, Number 5 Nathan East uh, Phil Collins Eric Clapton And uh, Barry White He played with uh, Number 4 Kenny Aronoff uh, Played on 60 Grammy-nominated songs uh, Played with John Cougar Mellencamp And uh, Avril Lavigne and uh you know, many, many other people. Chickenfoot played with Sammy Hagar for a little bit in that band, number three. Earl Palmer the Great, uh big band style drummer, jazz great, uh played with Fats Domino, played with uh Sinatra, played with Leno Richie, uh, little Richie Little Richard, Little Richard played with Little Richard and played with uh, Dick Dale uh also. Number two, Steve Lukather, Toto, Ringo Starr's big band, Aretha Franklin, and uh, Alice Cooper, and of course, Michael Jackson's Thriller, and number one, Carol Kay, uh, brought in by Phil Spector, played with the Beach Boys, uh, uh, Babs, of course, Barbara Streisand, and Ike and Tina. So that's our really good list there. I- I think it's a really good one. And, uh, you know, I'm. Oh, and there's somebody else I wanted to put on this list. He's got to be an honorable mention. Don Airy, who's played with everybody, he's in Deep Purple now. Um, he's on the White Snake '87 album. He's played with. Uh, he, he, he goes back to like the '70s, but he's played with so many great uh, people. Uh, he's worked, I, I believe, with Ozzy Osbourne. Um, he's worked with uh, Bruce Dickinson. I know for a fact on one song. He's somebody who just lays down these keyboards and and he has a wall. He's a wall of sound in and of himself. So we got a great list here, uh, top ten session musicians, uh, the unsung here unsung heroes in many. Cases, of course, uh, like Josh Josh Freeze, like uh, Dick Wagner, um, Tony Levin, somewhat well-known, Dominic Miller, uh, you know, I'm going a little bit out of order now, but uh, we'll put the whole list on there on the page, but uh, just really great names in music, people we absolutely love, So, at least people I love and classic rock fans love, you know. And they and and the great thing is they're on albums. In fact, you know uh, Nathan East, who came in at uh, uh, where is he on this list? Uh, I'm going up and down. Nathan East, who came in at number five, he has a bass guitar that has all the flags of different countries on there, especially in the sort of the, the inlays, like on the fret, on the neck. If you know anything about a guitar, um, there's those, sometimes they're dots in like the Fender Stratocaster or in block inlays like the uh, the Les Paul. Well, on his bass, he has the flags of different countries on there. And then on the body of the guitar, there's the Japanese flag, I believe. And then there's also the, the American flag. So uh, truly an inter- international great, all of these musicians. Uh, one more time, number 10, Josh Fries dominic miller played with sting at number nine uh number eight uh, dick wagner number seven tony levin king crimson and seal and peter gabriel uh number six leland scarfield collins and uh jackson brown and uh number five nathan east who we just talked about clapton and uh barry white number four kenny aronoff uh number three earl palmer number two steve lukather and number one carol k ladies and gentlemen Thank you for, it's a salute to all of you, it's a salute to them for all the music that they've produced for all of us to listen to, maybe put some of that on right now. This is Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, thank you for joining us, we hope you have a wonderful week ahead.